filler in business books and audiobooks takes up time that you don't have. You're here because you want the golden nuggets from each book without all the BS. The more you learn, the more power you have to affect the world around you. This is the Cut the Crap Podcast. Never read a book again. And here's your host, Ryan Calajuri. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Cut the Crap Podcast. I'm really excited today. We have ourselves a really good guest, Derek Hopner from Law Scout. He's the co-founder of Law Scout. Derek, how you doing, man? Really great. Really happy to be here, Ryan. So we're here today talking about Blue Ocean Strategy, a book that Derek found was influential in his business. So before we actually get into the book, tell us a little bit about your business. Sure. Uh, so I'm co-founder of uh, Law Scout. Uh, Law Scout is an online legal marketplace that connects uh, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and startups to pre-vetted lawyers at straightforward fixed prices. What it means is that we take a legal project, automate different portions of it, and bring that value to the uh, end small business and the end startup in terms of um, getting real-time legal projects done for an upfront fixed price. Very nice. Excellent. And you guys are doing some really innovative things, and I've been watching you guys for quite some time. You guys have been featured on a number of programs. I've seen you guys being featured on BNN as well, too. And uh, you guys are doing some really great things. So a little plug for you guys. What's your website? Lawscout.ca. We're operational in Ontario, Alberta, and British Columbia, and hope to uh, cover the rest of the provinces very soon. Fantastic. Excellent. So now tell us a little bit about Blue Ocean Strategy. So, you know, everyone who's sort of tuned in, they heard on Monday my my analysis of the book itself. But what we're really interested in, Derek, is how you took the golden nuggets, your perspective. What did you learn from this book, and how did you impact it in your, or how did it impact your business? Mm Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. So I think to start, it's it's just a really fantastic book to think about business strategy. Uh, I find it extremely helpful um, as we kind of uh, look at the last year of growth that we've had in our company and as we position into um, development of our kind of second product, which is where we're at right now. Um, So the premise of, of Blue Ocean is really looking at untapped new markets that are ripe for growth. So Blue Ocean is that untapped market and and red ocean is where you're fighting with your competitors Mm -hmm. you don't really you're going after the same market and fighting on price and things like that and for for us when we're looking at the legal market um, that's just something that's really important for us to do from a strategic point so that we can deploy our development resources in the right spot Um, to start out uh, the one real takeaway for me is uh the way they talk about developing a strategy canvas, Mm. both for your business and then looking at the the industry more globally, are there things that you can do much better than anyone else? And are there things that you can take away where you think customers or people that you want to use your service really don't care about? And how that translates into the legal industry is really interesting. Um, you know, price is obviously a huge um, factor for mm-hmm. people that want to consume legal services. Um, you know, studies have shown that 70% of people that want to hire a lawyer don't because of price. Wow. Now, we're taking the approach there that price is really important, but also when we develop our strategy, is it the final price that's important or is it the unknown of the price? Because oftentimes, lawyers charge on a billable hour model. So you might know the billable hour, but you don't know what the final price is. Mm -hmm. The way we translate that into our business is making all of our legal projects up front in terms of pricing. 
So what that means for a small business owner is they can take a look and see if they find real value in the legal project and budget for it and then kind of build that into their business plan. It's incredibly compelling for a small to medium-sized business that doesn't necessarily want to be gouged. And no offense to any lawyers out there, but they don't want to spend a whole bunch of money. They want to know exactly how much they're going to spend, and they want to know exactly what they're going to get from that. And that's an offering, a strategy that you guys decide to execute to really differentiate yourselves in the marketplace. And how's that going? No, it's going great. Yeah, we've seen um, you know real uptake from both uh, small businesses, but as well real interest from the legal community. Nice. You know, we have lawyers reach out to us on a weekly basis that want more information about the network, and um, so overall, it's been really positive. And and the nice point with being able to take a look at this book now and how it translates um, on our future strategy, and that's where we're at now, where we have you know, one year behind us and and we're deploying kind of new development team on our new product. And what does that mean? What have we learned? Where can we even get better in terms of finding that blue ocean? Very interesting. So you're in the midst of it right now, developing another blue ocean. Yeah, exciting. we we, we really are. Yeah. So hopefully a new product will be out in in the new year, shortly in the new year. And um, we really are kind of taking the kind of strategy canvas approach in terms of where do we want to be the best if consumers look at us, what are the things that they can attribute to Law Scout in terms of being number one in the legal industry and, and choose our product offering over some other uh, legal service? Now, I love that first and foremost, your mentality and the fact that you're actually executing on that. There's a lot of people out there right now who say, you know, these industries, they're pretty much unchanged. Is innovation really important in law? Is innovation important in accounting? Well, it absolutely is. And right now, you guys, you're listening to an innovator, somebody who's actually leading the way in an industry that a lot of people say, you know, is innovation even needed here? Well, absolutely. We're talking to Derek right now, and Derek's telling us, you know what, innovation is needed, and he's leading the way. And, um, you know, we're just going to have to keep our eye on you in the next little while to see what kind of new innovations Law Scout's coming up with. Really exciting. For sure. Uh, Second big takeaway for us was um, they talk about the difference between uh, how you uh, attract a customer. Uh, they take a look at emotional appeal versus functional appeal. And one of the things that they talk about in the book is uh, the Swatch watch company. Watches were traditionally something that people purchased based on a functional appeal. What kind of gadgets were attached with it? What kind of um, components were built into the watch? And Swatch came along and did two things very well. They um, First of all, made watches a fashion accessory. So they reached into a customer's emotional appeal. And then second, they brought down the cost. Mm. And that kind of dual strategy approach, I think, really cemented their um, place in the marketplace. And then as we look in terms of how that might translate into the legal profession, historically, uh, consumers would have connected with their lawyer through a recommendation from a friend, Maybe they built up a relationship with a particular lawyer over lunches or dinners or golf or things like that. And now with the advent of of technology, we can uh, be in front of a consumer in a much different way and providing them with a different way to consume legal services. Um, So switching it from what traditionally was an emotional appeal in the legal industry to now more of a functional appeal with um, technology. I think one of the things that we need to continue to do is is make sure that we still have that trust element that we're um, communicating online because that's always a challenge, I think, mm-hmm. for businesses. Um, 
but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's important. So how do you get across that chasm? Because the trust gap is a big one. And anybody who runs a small to medium-sized business, they know that there's that, that chasm that you have to cross, essentially, to start building trust with your marketplace. And if you're <laughs> online completely, you know, law traditionally, it's a lot of, you know, face-to-face, uh, a lot of referral-based. Um, how do you get over that gap? Is that something that you guys are figuring out right now? What has worked for you guys? Right. Yeah, I... I... It is something that we continue to figure out. We've done very um, traditional marketing strategies in terms of going and talking to groups of entrepreneurs um, and providing kind of expertise to them in terms of how they might be able to manage their legal needs within their small business. Um, Also, uh, writing writing online, whether it's through our own blog or through syndicated publications like QuickBooks and um, kind of trade associations and things like that, Mm -hmm. um, different ways of building yourself and your brand up as a, an expert in the field. And I think those mm-hmm. kind of are necessary to, to cross that chasm in terms of a trust gap that may exist, which would only exist online. So you're saying a thought leadership strategy is definitely something that helps you guys in terms of helping to bridge that gap. 100%. Yeah, for us, it's just really approaching um, the legal industry again from that strategy canvas taking a look at where other people have succeeded and where there still might be that kind of opening in terms of um, uh, an untapped market. Nice. And, and that kind of really ties in very nicely to, you know, the third thing that I really took away from uh, Blue Ocean Strategy, which is how do you not only keep your current customers, but more importantly, how do you go after new customers? How do you go after those non-customers um, that may have never, in our instance, interacted with a lawyer before? Um, so what they have in terms of their book is uh, a great example, which is what Callaway did to attract mm. non-golfers. Nice. And what they found with their research is um, these people wanted to golf, but they were intimidated with the, the fact that it's a small ball with this random club, a small head on the end of it. <laughs> what they did was extreme, was big, the, build the Big Bertha, and they found extreme success in targeting those non-customers and converting them into customers. And I think uh, the legal industry is ripe for something like that because when we look at our target market, which is small businesses, 90% of small businesses don't have a dedicated small business lawyer. Mm. So if you want to talk about a potential blue ocean, that is it. It's a thought that comes from a philosophy from Seth Godin, and he really plays this up in the book uh, Free Prize Inside. Or Purple Cow, he makes uh, a reference to it as well, too. But um, how can you be the biggest, the smallest, the hottest, the coldest, the fastest, the slowest, the most safest? Uh, How can you change things up? How can you bring yourself into a team? How can you um, break the lines of communication? How can you lower the lines of communication? It seems like when you start to look at these two extremes and you try to make changes out of it, that's how innovation happens. And so your example with Callaway, that's exactly it. They created the biggest head. And I still remember that. I mean, I was a young guy getting into golf and I was still trying to figure it out. And I see this massive, you know, big berth ahead. It's, it's huge and it stood out in my mind. So now back to your point here in terms of what Law Scout's doing. That I find interesting. So you're making sure that small businesses have inside their office access to a legal team. Is that correct? Yeah, or legal services more generally. Mm, okay. uh, and legal services can be viewed as um, interacting with a lawyer as well as um, you know, automation tools to get various legal tasks done. But it's, it's a way to democratize legal services for small businesses. 
again, looking clearly at the market, 90% aren't, aren't going after um, or, or consuming legal services in a traditional manner. Why is that? What is the barrier um, that small businesses see in terms of engaging with a lawyer or getting legal services done? We talked about cost already. I think a lot of it, too, is intimidation. There's that kind of smoke and mirrors around law. And uh, I think as technology grows, and even talking about South Goan, as we become more of a connected economy, um, you know, that's going to dissipate. The mm-hmm. smoke and mirrors are going to go away, and we're going to start seeing kind of true democratization of legal services and legal information so that people can consume it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you a question. I don't want to piss anybody off when I ask this question, but I know it might. But um, lawyers, they have a brand where people just have a tough time trusting them. Um, you know, it's just the reality is anyone who's dealt with a lawyer, though they charge you for every printing they do every you know paper that's printed every minute that you spend with them on the phone every t- every minute they read an email they're, they're they're charging you for it so i know from experience working with a lot of small businesses that they're very skeptical about working with lawyers and they don't necessarily like working with lawyers they work with them because they have to so what you're doing here is you're creating a service that it's 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 on demand when we need it we can actually use it and i don't want this to sound like it's it's a promotion for 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 law scout exactly but what this is is it's just you guys are doing something really truly innovative that to me it's um i hate the, to use the word because it's overused but you're disrupting the industry right and i i think it's uh, it's something that's even more global across a lot of professional services um we're seeing this trend uh, in legal services more generally in terms of transparency and fixed pricing mm. all the way from small businesses all the way up to kind of fortune 500 companies that kind of demand is being sought from each level of the kind of uh customer chain there. Um, and we can also see it in terms of uh, accounting services. Um, you know, you can turn to a lot of different accounting services that are uh, online right mm-hmm. now, um, doing the virtual, doing the fixed fee, and again, providing that, that value, that transparency to the end small business. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, both of us are essentially running small businesses. And I think as you run a small business, you want to be able to focus on running your small business and not the side things. You want professionals to help you out as they can, but you also want to make sure that you can pay the bills and things like that. So um, I think we're really going to see that continue in terms of um, empowering entrepreneurs, whether it's marketing, legal, Mm -hmm. whatever that is, making it so people can focus on their business and succeed. That's what the country's built on, is is small business. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. And it's so interesting to see. And, and I don't know if anyone else has their finger on the pulse here in terms of what's happening. But, you know, you're really leading the way in law. And there's another company out in Montreal. And give them a little quick plug here. But uh, Zen Accounting, it's uh, X-E-N Accounting. They're doing the exact same thing with accounting. And they're bringing it all online. It's all, you know, fixed pricing. And they're doing a great job. And they're growing hand over fist as well, too. So uh, there's a lot of disruption happening in these, you know, professional in the professional service industry, which a lot of people feel, you know, there's not a whole lot going on there. Right. Uh, on the contrary, there definitely is. Yeah, we know the Zen team very well as oh, well. Right so, uh, yeah, there's <laughs> no, I think when it comes to people that are trying to move professional services forward, we're all on the same uh, side. We mm. all kind of share thoughts on things like that. So, um, certainly love what those guys are doing. That's so. awesome. I'll have to get Ryan Lozanis on the show. He's a he's sure. a great guy. Right on. Sure. So, I, I know you have one last point taken away from Blue Ocean Strategy. So, what'd you take away from it, Derek? Sure. And I think this is more appropriate, not for where our company is at right now, but maybe some listeners might be thinking, well, uh, you know, I'm not at the beginning stage of my business. I've been up and running for five years, 10 years. I already have kind of that uncharted market. Um, Where do I go from now? And I think 
they gave a really good example of how to continue to expand into blue oceans with the example of Salesforce. So we all know Salesforce to be uh, incredible in terms of being the first to deliver a subscription as a service software. So you don't need to get your CD and download it once a year. Rather, it's all on the cloud. You pay a monthly subscription and you get um, you know, great CRM software that's completely up to date. But how does Salesforce stay up to date and stay kind of the leader of the pack? And a couple of things that they've done, um, which I think have been extremely successful, is have an open API so they can allow other developers to build on their initial market and go after their customers. So they're more value because they are in the Salesforce ecosystem. And the second is very much related is their kind of app ecosystem. Again, because their customers are connected with Salesforce, they get the added benefit of being in that app ecosystem. So right? how do you apply that to, uh, to Law Scout exactly? Well, I, I think for us, it, it's a really interesting thing. I, we have to think five years down the road, but make sure that's built into our architecture when we're building our software products. Uh, and what that means is that we have a robust enough API uh, so that when the time is right, we can open it up and add other developers. Um, it's certainly not in the kind of product plan for the next two years, but so long as our development team has that strategy in mind, um, we can kind of sw- switch it on with a you know with a turn of a, a light switch when it's appropriate. And um, so that's how we're right kind of on. approaching that. Yeah, very yeah. exciting, very exciting. And you know, it's you guys. I, I've said it over and over again. I just. I want people to truly understand like what this conversation is, is about. Like, Derek, like I don't want to blow up your head here, man, but you guys are doing really great things. You guys are leading the way in, a, in an old dinosaur industry, law, and you're doing things differently. You know what I mean? I, over the past little while, I've had the chance to talk to people who are doing things differently in law. I mean, you know, we both know Peter Carey and Assis very well. He's doing great things in law as well, too. But you guys are definitely taking it into a different direction. And I highly encourage everyone out there listening right now to just look up Law Scout and, and, and look at what they're doing over the next little while. Like I said, I know you guys are continuing to innovate and continuing to grow your product. And uh, I can't wait to see where it goes, Derek. So, you know, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, reach out to you, how do they do that? Sure. Uh, you can uh, find us at uh, lawscout.ca. Uh, you can also find our company on Twitter at mylawscout, and I have my personal Twitter handle at uh, Derek Hoffner, H-O-P-F-N-E-R. Perfect. Everybody, that's Derek Hoffner, the co-founder of Lawscout. Derek, it was an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. You guys keep up doing the great stuff that you're doing there, and uh, I can't wait to... Uh, i got to get you back on the show in six months and see where hey, you guys are at. Right back at you, Ryan. Thanks right, so much. Right on, man. Talk soon. Yeah.